I'm going to make you say it because you won't say Take it. Take it away, Julia. No, oh, come on, Marion. Say want it. To. What happens? The, uh, the woods rape her. I mean, that's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much what happened. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. I can't believe you're laughing I'm right laughing now. I'm laughing because you're so uncomfortable saying it. <laughs> Who is comfortable saying I it? Mean, <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, which meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror section of our local video store in our quest to survive and to ensure we end up as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking them down one by one, geeking out about all of the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating, illuminating the path to survival. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. This is the first podcast at Indie Popcorn, recorded here at the Circus. This is episode 11. We're going to be talking about Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. This episode is titled, Shut It Off! Uh, The tagline of this movie is, The Ultimate Experience in Grueling Terror. And uh, we are a spoilery show, so if you've not seen Evil Dead, you will want to hightail it over to your local video store and pick one up. And I Mm -hmm. said video store on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show where Marion and I go through the horror movie notebook we kept in college and rewatch uh, one of all of the lots and lots and lots of horror movies we watched <laughs> uh-huh. to learn how to survive and be the final girl. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of lessons to be had. Or um, final boy. Or final, or final family. Or final family or final couple. Or final couple. There's it's a lot. It's just endless. <laughs> how to survive. We'll just put it at that. Basically. Basically. That's what we go through. Um, and uh, this is one I've been looking forward to revisit for a while. I've been kind of excited about this one. We, we had devised our own rating system, of, which we will go into. Uh, but uh, we, this one is an all-around five, uh, five being the top. So mm-hmm. this is like as good as you can get for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, uh, this is a movie, it was directed by Sam Raimi. This is... And uh, written. And written. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had originally made a short called Within the Woods that he had made to, in order to drum up uh, money mm-hmm. for Evil Dead. Right. Which was originally called Book of the Dead. Right. And the title was changed because, you know, you don't want a horror movie with book in the title because apparently that's not scary. Right. Yeah. Dead doesn't really cancel out. You know, it's not scary. Out. Books. Apparently not. Book of the Dead, though, pretty scary. <laughs> pretty scary. It actually is. It's actually a really scary prop in this movie, too. It is. Like, mm, don't like it. Uh, so they you sh- see and you run away. <laughs> <laughs> they shot this uh, in Morristown, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took 12 weeks to film. It was supposed to take six. Right. Turned into 12. Right. Um, and the budget for the film was $375,000, mm-hmm. which is not very much, mm-hmm. but it's the the thing about this film is that Sam, it's all Sam Raimi. Like the reason why this film is great is because Sam Raimi is an incredible director, mm-hmm. and like the camera work, and they built all these crazy contraptions and tried to do things differently, and really used all the kind of like I'm a 20 year old kid and I'm going to make my first film, and like sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, and totally. this time it totally works. Yeah, no, and it's interesting too because we there's a lot of things in, about this movie that we were kind of looking back and being uh, discussing, and yeah, just if you really think about it, like. Sam Raimi turned 20 making this movie. And it's like so crazy, you know, for what you actually see. Like, I can see. So, when um, one of the things that kind of we'll probably go into later that helped make it such a big hit is that Stephen King had seen it um, after, you know, a couple years after it had come out and gave it this great tagline that was ca- uh, called the, the most ferociously original horror film of 1982. And to have Stephen King say that about your first horror feature when you're 20, like, 
Dang. He's right, though. He, yeah, he is not wrong. I, um, I mean, this film gets all deserves all the kudos it gets for originality and for really making the camera part of the film. Mm-hmm. The camera work is really what makes it and trying these, you know, different contraptions to get, you know, put the camera on a boat, put the camera on a car, put yeah. the camera on some sticks, like yeah. just go for it. Or on it. a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that this movie in a lot of ways, and 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 to the actor's credit as well, doesn't take the easy way out. Um, I know we, that was sort of one of our criticisms um, when we were talking about Treek of Mutilated a few episodes back, where there were just sort of some shots and stuff that you're like, what? Like we, her whole face isn't even, what? Where you kind of felt like... Maybe some laziness, maybe like, oh, we can put the camera anywhere. And it seemed like every, throughout this movie, even in really simple scenes, like um, when they first enter the cabin and they're looking for keys, it's this ridiculous, like from the perspective of the keys up in the door sill shot that you could just imagine took bloody forever to like set up and whatever for like this three second thing. But, but it's it, worth it. But back to these kind of shots, back to back to back to back to back to back, just help the film out tremendously. So we know it was kind of hell for everybody who filmed it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it's cool because he was filming with his friends for the most part. Yeah. You know, a lot of his brother was there and Bruce Campbell, you know, who he enjoys torturing to no end. Yeah. Uh, but Bruce Campbell, he's so handsome. <laughs> you just look at him and you go, oh, he's so handsome. Yeah, I, I want to look at his face. But he's like sort of handsome, dorky, like especially in this one. It's sort of, you know, there was sort of a trilogy of Evil Dead films that continued and this was kind of the first one. But this was the one where like I kind of enjoy the character of Ash the most because he is kind of like a really big dork in this movie and I really kind of enjoy. Marion and I are, are in the minority on this. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's Evil Dead and then there's Evil Dead 2, which is basically a bigger budget remake of Evil Dead 1 and then Army of Darkness, which, um, and in each of these, Ash gets progressively sillier and more like superhero cartoony. Totally. He gets a chainsaw for a hand and like everybody that I've, we've ever talked to is like, you know, uh, the crazier Ash gets, the better he is. Yeah. And for us, it's like, we like original Evil Dead Ash. Totally. He's a human and he's scared and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's yeah. kind of freaking out and getting hit by shelves and yeah we like him as like normal ash and also i just kind of felt like for me uh i just kind of enjoy especially with the last the third part of this trilogy is army of darkness um and i just kind of enjoy it a bit more when ash isn't in on the joke and i feel like in the latter films when they're you know like i enjoy goofy bruce campbell and i enjoy you know being silly and all this kind of stuff but i just sort of prefer it when he's not like he, when the parts where he is goofy, he isn't like self aware about being goofy in the situation. So, and there's a lot of that in this first film. So, this film also uh, inspired six unofficial Italian sequels. <laughs> unofficial? Unofficial. Some Italian guy was like, I like Evil Dead. I'm going to make some sequels. A whole bunch of Just going to keep making some sequels. <laughs> it's called La Casa or The House. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are there's seven of them. That's so, so, if funny. you would like to see unofficial Italian remake, there Do you, you think are. Sam Raimi has seen all of them? I hope so. Or any of them? I just wonder, like, if they're, if they're, are they doing the, the Sam Raimi camera angles? Because without that, the movie's like nothing. Right. So I'm like, if it's not called, like, Italian version of Evil Dead, if you're not doing all the camera stuff and you don't have, like, an Italian version of Ash, then, like, how is that a sequel? I don't know. How we, is that an unofficial sequel? I guess we better watch them and find out. Know. This is uh, It's exciting when you find, like, small, crazy branches off of movies that you like. Totally. And then you go, I'm going to go down this crazy Italian path. <laughs> Who knows where it'll lead? That's so funny. 
Uh, this film was also uh, partially edited by Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Yeah. And uh, they were, Sam Raimi and the Cohen Brothers worked on another film after this called mm-hmm. Crime Wave, um, which we sadly have not seen. We desperately so need to see this. I, this is something that needs to be rectified immediately. Yeah. I've seen stills of it from um, Bruce Campbell's book, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. Which is a great book. It is a great book. Um, and, and that book's actually great, too, because if you're really interested in kind of the making of Evil Dead, he has all these drawings that shows the various camera setups like they, these things that they built like Vasocam and like all the little like you know the little drawings of like well we took some two by fours and a bunch of Vaseline and then we you know um, and you can practically see how they do it did a lot of the effects in this movie which again are all practical all amazing yeah really great so we the, the opening shot of this film is great which yeah. is just the evil kind of coming through a, a swamp up into it seems to be kind of floating very quickly, gliding over the water, up over logs, going into the cabin. Um, and, and just the, the very first thing, and it has that great noise, that sort of like, oh, like as it kind of goes through. Do uh, it again. Oh, <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. Um, <laughs> well, the me. opening shot's so great because it lets you know that you're in for something different. And Definitely. I think if, they had, if, he, if he had just opened with them in the car goofing around, you'd be like, oh, this is any horror movie. Right. But then you get this first like r- crazy camera shot where you're like, oh, okay, this is different. Uh-huh. And then you know you're in for some fun, which yeah. you are. Ooh, mm-hmm. sorry, microphone. <laughs> sorry, you know, you do a podcast, you're talking to a microphone. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Julia, get it together. Um, so you have a group of kids from Michigan State mm-hmm. who are going off to a cabin in the woods for the weekend. Right, which is where um, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and all of them grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, going out across this very rickety bridge mm-hmm. and uh, finding this cabin, which apparently was just an abandoned cabin that they actually found that most of the cast and crew stayed in for the majority of this shoot, which had no uh, water or electricity. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun was had. <laughs> yeah. Especially by like, you know, week 10, week 11. And it was apparently 12. very, very cold. Yeah. And people were very sick. Yeah. And yet. And they started breaking down and uh, burning furniture <laughs> to keep it alive. Like so awesome, <laughs> but it's hard because like you as one on one hand you're like Sam Raimi, like how could you do this to all these people and make them like go through all of this for twelve weeks? Uh-huh. But then on the other hand, you're like, but you made Evil Dead, so it's okay. So it's totally okay. Your pain is totally worth it. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. But I but I imagine too. What one of the also interesting stories about this is that yes, it was supposed to take six weeks and it took twelve, and then actors started bailing. Like they're like, forget it. Like I'm not. It's cold. It's December. I'm, I want to go home. And a lot of them will talk about in. Um, later interviews that like when they left they were like so did you ever think as you were doing this like this thing would become what it became and they were like oh my god no like I left that cabin like at the end of week 12 and I was like I'm never seeing any of you people again you insane wood fil- you know filmmaker in the woods like making this like a little movie that no one's ever gonna see and I don't want to put myself in misery through it anymore and like here we are like you know almost 40 years later like talking about it and how amazing it is and and then the start of a of a of a star-filled uh, Nope, lost that one. <laughs> Career, I think. Career, that was the word I was like. That was for. the word you're going we for. We can just skip that bit. <laughs> uh, um, so yes, yeah, so we have the five. Ki- we have um, five college kids um, uh, driving in uh, the classic. Oh, the classic. The so classic. Sam Raimi's car, which he puts, I think, in every film he's made. Yep. Uh, which is his the car that he had when he was 20 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah, super groovy, massive 70s car. Um, they're all like kind of singing silly songs and driving all the way up into the cabin. Um, so it's Ash um, and his friend Scotty. And his girlfriend Cheryl, and then uh, no, no. I'm sorry, uh, not Cheryl. Cheryl's his sister. Yeah. Sorry, I watched this movie. I swear. Um, and uh, uh, let's try that again. So we have Ash mm-hmm. and his sister Cheryl. Yes. And his girlfriend Linda, mm-hmm. and then Scotty and his girlfriend Shelley. Shelley, that's right. 
Cheryl um, and Shelley, I know. Cheryl, Shelley. That's going to happen a lot. I mm-hmm. apologize now. Um, so it's the five of them go to, approach this cabin, and I guess it's supposed to be like fun, you know, weekend retreat, whatever. But when they pull up into the cabin, I mean, it looks pretty rough just to start with. Um, and you, you, in the very beginning, aside from that opening shot, have a sense that all is not right because as they park the car and pull up, they have a scene where like, you know, Scotty's kind of slowly coming up to like check out and there is a porch swing that's at the front of the porch that is just banging against the side of the house, banging, banging, banging. And as soon as he unlocks the door, it stops banging. Um, See, we've watched enough horror movies, I think, to know like that's when you leave. Yeah, that's there is so many, especially if we talk in terms of survival. I mean, I really, I mean, Ash is so lucky at the end of this movie <laughs> as he's sort of like our final boy. But there are so many indicators in this movie where you're like, you you guys should have bailed at so many different parts. That first one being like when you go and check into your creepy cabin in the woods and the porch swing is just banging in front all by itself. And then as soon as you unlock the door, it stops. No. You put all your stuff back in the classic, uh-huh. you back the car down the driveway, and you go find like a Motel 6. See, this is why I actually, honestly, this is why I don't go camping. Like, mm. not camping in a woods, uh, in a cabin. Okay. I'm not going in like a tent, because I've seen uh-huh. too many horror movies. And I'm uh-huh. like, it's either Evil Spirits or Jason Voorhees, uh-huh. but I'm going to die. And so do like, you find the woods like inherently creepy? Kind of. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, especially if you're out there at night, that's no good. Okay. Interesting. There's like, I can't see anything. I, I don't know what's out there. And uh-huh. I've seen enough horror movies to show me what's out there. So okay. I, even though it seems like, a, especially in the early days of this, most of it happens during the daytime. Yeah. Some of it. But even then, it's like, you wouldn't, you don't like like day camping, day hiking. No. It's no. all creepy. No. You're just asking for death, pretty asking. much, <laughs> when you go camping. That's as far Hang as I Hang out with tell. nature, asking for death. Yeah. That's funny. What have horror movies taught me? Don't go camping. <laughs> don't go camping. Um, uh, so they go into this cabin, which is a little rundown. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl, who is Ash's sister, mm-hmm. um, drawing. And mm-hmm. uh, her hand is suddenly taken over by a unknown force, which forces her to draw the Book of the Dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the which is Sumerian, mm-hmm. and I have the Sumerian term for it, Naturan Dimanto. It's the Book of the Dead in Solid. Sumerian. Solid. Okay. So uh, the cellar door bangs open, and they go down and find a tape recorder where they find the actual Book of the Dead. Right. Which, which again, second instance of you guys put all your stuff back in the closet, back down the driveway. Go to a Motel Six. It's yes. like in this instance, it's like they discovered this uh, uh, tape recorder uh, and creepy book, which mm-hmm. I believe is bound with human flesh. Yes, yeah, which okay. they mention in the tape recording is bound in human flesh. But we're just going to keep thumbing through that, mm-hmm. you know, as you do. And the tape recording is like um, a professor who had been there with his wife, who was like doing research, and he starts talking about like the demons and the research. What is it? It's like the Kandarian spirits that he right. is researching alone with his wife in the cabin, and uh, we'll just uh, keep you guys posted on what happens. Uh, with the spirits. Bod- bodily dismemberment <laughs> is mentioned, and that's when Cheryl, Ash's sister, yells uh, the line, which is the title of this episode, Shut It Off. Yeah. A lot. Because he starts reading from the dead, and he start- and like, from the book of the dead, and it's like all this creepy, like, blah, blah, you know, like, but fake language. See, that's always what happens in movies, is, is like the incantation that you have to say to, like, raise the person. Which, and- again, do not say the I incantation like would, from the book though. found in human flesh. This I- is, like, basic stuff, people. Like, you know? Like, I totally would. What are you talking about? You want even spend the night in the woods and you're going to read incantations from like the book Bound in Human Flesh? Yeah, if we went that somewhere no and we found that book me. and I was like, ooh, let's try it. 
What? What? Are you kidding me? Well, maybe we could like wrangle the demons to do our bidding. But like, where are you going to do it? Are you going to do it like in a very brightly lit room and like, yeah, surrounded with cameras and men with guns and then you're fine. Gotcha. Okay. But I was going to say, you're not reading it like in the cabin, at least not while I'm there. I'd be much more likely to read read incantations from a book than go camping. That is ridiculous. What? <laughs> Maybe my survival instinct's not the best, but that's the truth. I mean, we're gonna have to have some conversations about that. <laughs> we See, go camping. I know. <laughs> and as as my best friend, like you're gonna be the one that's gonna have to like clean up after me and like try to like get rid Which of. Which I'm this not. Stuff. It's gonna be so funny because you're like, I really don't want to go camping, but I bu- I bought this book uh, bound with human flesh just to make myself feel better about the camping trip. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> no way. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so they start reading it. Uh, the 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 their the recording is. Um, uh, they're listening to the professor reading these incantations that get louder and louder and louder, and then Cheryl stands up. And in the beginning, she's like, shut it off, shut it off. Cheryl's really the only reasonable one starting in this movie. I mean, it's so sad she gets it so early. But yeah, she's like, shut it off, shut it off, and then finally, shut it off. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's when everything starts kind of going. Like, that's when everything's summoned, and you hear sort of scary noises, and it feels like the house is properly possessed now. Which uh, Cheryl then goes outside. Yeah. Well, they first they remember they have the cute sequence between oh the magnifying Ash glass. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty cute sequence. Yeah. There's a scene where Ash gives Linda, his girlfriend, a little magnifying glass necklace, and it's like he pretends to be asleep, and then she tries to grab it from him, and there's just like a very yeah. cute. And they and again, Sam Raimi films it in this kind of way where you know he's obviously very a, a very big fan of sort of like eye close ups and mouth close ups and whatever, and he uses them to a later extent in the movie to sort of express terror, and in this in sequence he uses it to kind of express like. She's going to open it. Is he awake? She's going to open it. Is he awake? She's Because he keeps opening his eyes when she's going for it. When her eyes go back to him, his eyes close again. It's very cute. It is. And so that, that starts a really great shot of this unbroken shot of them all the way outside around the house, all the way around to Cheryl, mm-hmm. who sees something outside of her window and hears something and goes out to explore. Which again... again Ladies, what have we learned? Let me tell you. Like, if you hear noises, and the funny thing is, is I think they're sort of trying to do it to showcase her bravery. Like, she walks out, like she she's like, I know someone's out here. I know you're out here with no weapon, with no nothing, just walking out there in like her pajamas, you know? Because I'm going to see you, and and then I'm and then I'm going to do nothing about it. Like what, you know? Um, but she wanders out in the woods, and then probably. Probably the, one of the most famous sequences of this movie happens, which it has been a while since I saw this sequence. And um, I'm going to make you say it because you won't say take it. Take it away, Julia. No, oh, come on, Marion. Say it. What happens? The uh, the woods raper. I mean, that's pretty much pretty much what happens. You shouldn't laugh. I cannot believe you're laughing. I'm right laughing because you're so uncomfortable saying it. <laughs> Who is comfortable saying I it? Mean, I mean, <laughs> put your hand down, Adam. No, like no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Listen, so, I'm serious, Terry. Stop it. All right. You're adorable. No, I mean it's just okay. All right, let me break it down for you people. If you have not seen this, um, this is not a funny sequence. So no, we are not laughing. Nobody should be laughing. But basically, yeah, like she goes out and the woods start attacking her. You're still laughing. I'm just going to keep talking. So, so the woods start attacking her, which is like fair play. The woods are possessed. But then 19-year-old Sam Raimi decided it would be a really good idea to, to um, have the woods start like ripping off her pajamas. And then they definitely have like the shot where like the woods like she's on her back and the woods like take her legs apart. And then like a tree branch goes there and... 
that happens. And then, of course, she's, like, out of her mind with panic, so she, like, beats off the trees and then, like, runs into panic back into the woods and is like, they're trying to escape, you know. Um, do you I, remember when I was I was that character for Halloween once? I do remember that, actually, yeah. I so do, I, I do dressed up as Cheryl for Halloween once and I was wearing pajamas are all torn and bloody and I had, like, Branches. trees wrapped around me. Yeah. And nobody knew who I was. And they were like, Carrie? I'm like, why would I have tree branches around me if I was Carrie? You're Carrie with tree branches. No, that's not a costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ash's sister. Yeah. But it's funny because when we were rewatching it, that sequence goes on for quite a bit. And you're just like, all right, all right, we get, all right, we get it. And subsequently I have read that that's like one of the scenes that Sam Raimi regrets uh, putting in this movie. Because he was like, you know, I was 19. I didn't really get it. My, my goal is not ever to offend people, you know. And later on when he recognized people were like very offended and upset by that scene, he felt really bad about it. Because maybe he was trying to be a little bit more like... Shocking. Last house and left, kind of like I hardcore, so. and he's not that kind of guy. He isn't that kind of guy. And the and the funny thing is, sort of in his other movies that are in this genre, there's nothing like that ever again. No. So you're just like, I mean, I kind of buy the like you're 19 kind of. He didn't really think it through kind of thing. So yes, so that happens, and so um, Ash uh, Cheryl runs back in, and she's like, I want to leave. Like we're out, we're done. She comes in super hysterical, and. I like that she calls Ash Ashley throughout mm-hmm. it. She's like, we're leaving, Ashley, we're leaving. So he's like, okay. So Ash t- gets her in the car, and they drive to the bridge, and the bridge has been destroyed. Um, the woods has, like, destroyed, or the spirits or whatever has destroyed the bridge. And so she attacks Ash. She's like, they won't let us leave. It won't let us leave. Um, and so, uh, so, yeah, so they end up all having to go back. Um, and, uh, and, and it's funny because I don't think everyone else really understands what happened to Cheryl because immediately when they go back, Ash starts listening again to hear more stuff from the voice record, uh, voice recorder. And the girls start playing this like card game where, where Shelly's trying to see if Linda will guess what card she's holding up without looking at it. And it's all very like, ha ha ha, like jokes and good times. And, and your favorite quote is from um, there. Oh yes. Let me see um, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm torn by a few different things. Um, but uh, one of them basically is like, as they're playing this game, Linda is guessing the cards incorrectly, but Shelly's pretending that it's right. So she'll hold up like the Queen of Hearts, and Linda will be like, uh, Jack of Spades. And Shelly's like, You're right, that's amazing. Da, da, da. So she keeps kind of goading her, and then finally Linda turns to Ash and says, Hey, Ash, I guessed the card right. And Ash is listening to the recorder, and he was like, Yeah, yeah, truly amazing. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed that line. Uh, so then we have this g- great shot of uh, Cheryl when she finally turns, she turns evil. Right. And they have this crazy uh, contraption that they've done to make her levitate, and it's all... Through the window. Through the window. It's all moving very you know, rapidly. Uh, she stabs Linda in the ankle with a pencil. Which, again, is something I definitely have to look down on, because it's not just like, and stab, the way that Sam Raimi does it. It's, I'm going to stab you in the ankle, in the heel, like sort of ankle, like your tendon hey, back there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stab you, and then once the pencil is inside your foot. I'm gonna twist it around. That's the good bunch stuff. Of bleh, vomit in my mouth. It's um, so funny you watch all these horror movies. You hate gore so much. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know either. I have no answers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but here we are. So. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, but basically she and also that's the beginning. And we see a lot of this when people are possessed in these movies. Um, their eyes go cloudy because they are wearing these like as I learned through reading Bruce Campbell's book. These horrific, like 1970s glass contact lenses that were literally made of glass and that are so thick. And go over your entire and eye. And go over your entire eye. That took 10 minutes just to put in. I was like, 1979 contact lenses, get out of here. Like, 
Yes, no apparently way. it looks creepy, but apparently it was very just painful. awful for yeah. everybody involved. Yeah. So when Cheryl is uh, possessed and she turns, and you know, and again, it's that's when you see sort of like I feel like Sam Raimi has a very specific idea about what sort of demons look like, and it's always sort of zoom canted, you know, sort of Dutch angle close ups, and they're always like bad, like possessed make cam. Yeah, it's like possessed cam. Your eyes are always cloudy. Um, your head cocks in these like crazy ways back and forth. Um, and you scream hysterically as you try and attack everyone around you. Um, and so that's where Cheryl starts, and they end up shoving Cheryl down the cellar and chaining it up shut to, like, keep her down there while they kind of decide the next thing that they're going to do. And Linda has to go, like, recoup in a bedroom because she's, she's been, been like, in the super stabbed in the ankle. Yeah. And I think they just filmed days of Cheryl in the basement rattling and, like, like snarling. Pushing There's so many the, shots of yeah. that. Uh-huh. Uh, so th- then we have uh, Shelly, who is Scotty's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She turns as well. Mm-hmm. There is earlier, I'd just like to mention, because I like to mention gratuitous tit shots, there is a gratuitous tit shot in this movie. Yay, tits. Yay. Um, so she turns, Good. and uh, they have to dismember her. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's what the guy mentioned in the, in the recording, where uh-huh. he was like, I can tell now my wife, Cheryl, or Karen, or whatever her name is, has been possessed, and the only way to get rid of it is to dismember the host. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's going to come in handy later. Oh, cut to, yeah, Scotty totally dismembers his girlfriend. And that's where my other favorite line uh, comes in, where... Um, Scotty basically chops her up, uh, chops Shelly up. And so they have a great scene where it's just like the body parts are just like twitching on the floor and the head is twitching on the floor separately. And, um, and, uh, Scotty, uh, has that, this great, like, you're disconnected from what you've just done. Like, okay, all right, well, uh, we're, uh, we're just going to bury her. We're going to go outside and bury her. And Ash has this great line where he's like, we, we, we can't bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours. <laughs> Don't know how that's relevant, but and that's... Scotty's one of those characters like you get in horror movies like Rod on Nightmare on Elm Street, where like nobody really likes him. Yeah, like, he's just kind of an asshole. Like, like, why are you hanging out with this guy? Mm-hmm. But they actually he gets to to do the most like asshole move pretty much in any horror movie yeah. when uh, Cheryl, Cheryl uh, is in the cellar and Shelley's been buried and Linda is is uh, in the bed with stabbing mm-hmm. that that was not a climb nice oof that <laughs> sentence that <laughs> got away from me <laughs> so scotty says finally uh to ash look i'm getting out of here i don't care what happens to her she's your girlfriend you take care of her yeah so it's basically like the alpha male which is usually like listen guys i have a plan scotty's plan is like listen i'm gonna save me my most favorite person here is me and i'm getting me out of here <laughs> and you're like okay all right that's where you stand uh which he does and she totally does so he bails and he figures out like a path that he thinks and he leaves ash and linda and like body parts shelly and is like bye guys all by himself but linda's great because so the, one of the cool things about this as well is like all of the possessions are different. Yeah. So everybody like manifests differently. And Linda's got this kind of like ridiculous doll zombie mm-hmm. giggle thing going on that yeah. is driving Ash insane. You can see why. Yeah. Like basically when she becomes possessed, um, she, Ash uh, finds her in the hallway and she sort of looks like herself with those crazy contacts and she just giggles. Like she just, everything is hilarious. This whole thing is so funny. And she just like giggles, giggles, giggles. And he has to do the insane, like where he backhands her. He's like, stop it, stop it. You're torturing me. And, um, Bitch slapping a just, demon yeah. usually doesn't do much. Yeah, not really. It doesn't really. But you know what does does a lot? Hmm. A ceremonial dagger. That'll That's kill true. somebody. Yeah. So yeah, she comes at him with that. And then eventually he gets himself to the point where he realizes like, all right, I got to do what Scotty did. And I got to like chop her up. So like he takes her out to the shack and gets the chainsaw. And I feel like this is the first time we see Ash and the chainsaw together, which will be a huge part of this whole like lore later. Um, and he goes to do it and he's about to do it, but he sees the magnifying glass necklace on her. 
he can't do it. He can't chop up his girlfriend. Um, so he decides he's just going to bury her. So he like takes her outside and he completely buries her. And uh, and then of course she comes out of the grave um, and attacks him. And he hits her with a shovel and her head comes off and like the blood out of her neck squirts all over his face. And, it's, and like, I and I've read on some of these that they feel like Linda is trying to rape Ash, like headless Linda is trying to rape Ash. What? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh. Does she? I guess she's kind of like on top of him being weird, but I just figured like she's trying to kill him. But just on top of him being weird, that doesn't mean like I'm trying to like headless get on you. Like where do they get that from? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Maybe you should watch that sequence again and see what you think. Hmm. Curious. Because I didn't okay. think of, I was looking at it from a rape angle, so I, I don't really Interesting. know. Interesting. Okay. No, I wasn't either. How funny. Okay. Uh, so Linda is, is is dead, buried, decapitated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash has to come in mm-hmm. and deal with Cheryl, who goes bananas. And now Scotty has returned. And Scotty has returned. returned and the woods have like kicked the crap up. out of him, yeah. and he dies. But then, of course, he comes back reanimated. So he has Cheryl to deal with and reanimated Scotty now to deal with. So he gets, and, and as we know, Sam Remley loves to torture Bruce Campbell. So we have him getting hit with a fire poker. Yep. Running into many shelves. Yeah, that's my favorite in this movie. Is like that. I feel like, and maybe it's only a couple of times, but in my brain, it's a lot of times. The number of times there's shots where Bruce Campbell is like hurtled through the air into shelving that then collapses completely underneath him. God bless you, Bruce uh, Campbell. Just throws himself into it, uh, and uh, is able to get the Book of the Dead uh, back finally mm-hmm. with the use of the magnifying glass necklace right. to chuck it into the fire, right. where all of the now possessed are like disintegrate and yeah, and it's, it's a, like the stop motion stuff. I really like play. that effect. No, I think I that, like that effect too. I think that you know it's it's a it's kind of such an old school looking practical mm-hmm. effect and kind of oozing and yeah. really awesome. I also like too how they kind of like ooze and like explode and fall apart like on him in his face. There's yes. so much like Bruce Campbell looking in horror as his friends are like melting. Like it's a little bit like um like Raiders of the Lost Ark when their faces melt when they finally open it up. But only if all of that just got thrown into Indiana Jones's face. You know, it's like well that seems to be Sam Raimi's deal as well. Like totally. Drag Me to Hell is just. Alison Lohman just getting stuff in her mouth in the constantly. Face. In the fa- <laughs> That's all it is. It's like bugs in your mouth, puke in your mouth, whatever. Just And he's like, let's do it. I mean, I guess it really just helped. Just be like, oh, oh, oh. So we learned from Ash, who 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 is our final boy, question mark? Uh, so I think so. The, the last, I mean, yeah, yeah, only yeah. because the last shot of the film is this amazing kind of zoom up into Ash's face mm-hmm. um, where we assume it's the evil dead that are coming to get him, but apparently not because there's evil dead too and army of darkness, so that's fine. Um, but it's a great last shot. And then it cuts to ridiculous the Charleston. Like it's... Da, 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 and it's da, great da, because da, um, da, they da, use that da, at the da, end da, of, uh, not the end of, in Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko goes to mm-hmm. a horror double feature to see Evil Dead and they use that last shot and then the music as he's going in. Yeah. Um, Nancy also watches Evil Dead in Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Mm-hmm. Lots of shout outs. And there's also, and I think that shout out came because when they originally go down and find the Book of Dead, there's a Hills Have Eyes poster. Exactly. That's in the background. So there's lots of, a tip of the hat to, from Wes Craven and Sam Raimi back again. That's nice. Everybody's like, hey, your movie's awesome. Hey, your movie's awesome. Awesome. They're so cute. They are cute. I know. You guys make the grossest movies, but you're so cute. <laughs> so um, we gave... This is an all-around five, all the way around for this one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, gore factor. Uh, so we have uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. This movie is a five, folks. Get that barf bag ready. 100%. Uh, movie rating style, we got zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. This is 100% five. Fantastical. So saith Julia and myself. 
And if we say it, it must be true. I would think so. Um, but I think the but what's interesting too is there is a lot of. Um, I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned, but just in very obvious kind of trope ways in this movie. Like if something feels wrong, it's it's no good. Don't read the incantation. Do not investigate strange noises in the woods. Like bail immediately at the first sign of something weird, especially when you're in a very isolated environment with not a lot of resources and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the only reason Ash comes close to survival if he do, as he does um, is because he is like constantly like trying to figure out what's going on like he's the one who keeps listening to like kind of what the deal is um, and he keeps fighting the good fight and he doesn't bail on his friends and he doesn't like he tries to figure it out he realizes he has to go it alone can't I save feel Linda. there is there is kind of an element of luck in this though it's just that mm-hmm. he wasn't in the right position to get stabbed in the foot with a pencil and he happened to be like here at this other place and like he just but he didn't go investigate the strange noise in the woods. He wasn't like Scotty. He was like, screw you guys. I'm going to go out in the possessed woods by myself. Like, you know, I feel like he made some smart choices that helped him end up as like the final boy. That's true. You know, he had heart too. Like there's the thing where like he can't, I mean, he probably should have chopped up his girlfriend, but like he couldn't, but then he had to anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't escape it. You See, know, you those are the lessons you learn. Mm-hmm. If you, you, you're going to have to dismember your boyfriend and or girlfriend, possibly. At least on second attempt. Like, maybe not on first, but probably on second attempt. Like, yeah. it's going to have to happen because they're gone. Because I think that's the other interesting thing, too, is both of they, the demons at some point during the film try and be like, they come back into the speaking voices of the people that they've possessed. So Cheryl suddenly sounds like Cheryl again. And so she's like, Ashley, let me out. I'm okay now. It's okay. And Linda suddenly starts crying. It's like, please help me, Ash. Like, I don't want, you know, I'm scared and da da da, you know. And oh, then demons. as soon, I know. And then as soon as he's like, well, okay, a demon face attack, yeah. Um, we wouldn't fall for that. Pretty much not. I think so. I think I'd like, be like, once you're possessed, I'm like, okay, here we go. I feel like once you became possessed the first time, I just feel like I couldn't trust you anymore. I'd be like, mm, you're probably going to kill me later. So I could definitely see myself locking you like in a cellar for a while, just because like I'm not like quite ready to like you know chop off chop all your arms. You just off. go dead alive, dead alive style, and you just shoot me with a bunch of tranquilizers, and you keep me in your basement. I would probably do or, that or for Shaun a bit. of the Dead, right? Like, I, you keep me in the shed, and then we play some video games together, and everybody's happy. Yeah, I would just be—I would really invest in some solid chain equipment, like really solid. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we don't have enough weapons. Definitely not, and not enough chains. Like, no. where? Like, I don't even know where you get that. Like, I guess we got to go to Home Depot and look at our options, because, like, you know, I am not prepared <laughs> for this turn of events. We are a horror movie survival guide, and you can find us on uh, Twitter as we are into survival letter R. Also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I am Julia C. Marquesi on the social medias, mm-hmm. and on Twitter, I am Marion R. Kerr. Thank you for listening to us talk about Evil Dead. Uh, next week, we will be talking about. Change, the changeling. The changeling, not changeling. No, no Angelo Janelo. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be talking about the changeling, George C. Scott, little scene film from 1980. Not the, not changeling, which is Angelina Jolie's movie with Clint Eastwood. Right. The scary one. The scary one. The scary one. That's yes. the one that we're going to talk about. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>